Welcome to the College Playbook with Cousin Dami and Friends, a guide for Black college students by Black college graduates, covering all the topics you would ask your favorite cousin. Join me, Cousin Dami, as I talk about the glows and lows of college with friends and some of my cousins who have made it over the hurdle and graduated as some of the first in their family to do so. Together, we share experiences, advice, and encouragement to help students win in college and beyond. Listen in and take what you need and send a message if you have questions. Let's go. Hey, everyone. It's Cousin Dami. And today I am super honored to chat with someone who I highly respect. Um, She is a visionary. She is an entrepreneur. She is a boss. And she uses her energy to uplift other people. She also happens to actually be my sister-in-law. And so I reap extra benefits from all the gifts that is her. And so I am beyond excited to capture her amazing story today, specifically because in all of her glory, she charted a different path. Um, And so I'm very excited to dig into her story and to learn more about her path. And so welcome, Tara, to the show. So excited to have you. Thank you you for having me, Cousin Dami. And if ever I needed a hype woman, you would certainly be that person for me. So thank you for the illustrious introduction. (laughs) (laughs) You make your own way, that's for sure. So let's get started. So where did you graduate um, and how did you end up there? So I graduated with a master's as well as my bachelor's of science, both from the University of Maryland. How did I end up there? Well, initially I was supposed to go to Howard. I was excited about going to Howard and a couple of weeks before school started was told that I couldn't go. I think there were, you know, some financial challenges that the family was experiencing. Um, my father and uh, actually, his fiance at the time said, well, if you still want to go to Howard, by all means, you can go to Howard University. I thought I was being protective from a financial perspective and still opted not to. I uh, was very grateful for that very generous offer and said, no, I won't go. But of course, on my inside, I was completely panicked, like, oh, my God, where am I going to go to school? And, um, you know, I was really blessed to be able to get into the University of Maryland. And that's where I started my journey for college. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel stepping on campus, um, transitioning to the University of Maryland, knowing that your heart had wanted to go to Howard? And so this was the path that you now had to lead. Well, you know, I think for an 18-year-old version of me, probably for a 45-year-old version of me now also, very disappointed, right? Um, I grew up in predominantly uh, Black schools, not very diverse at all. And I, you know, I was comfortable in that element. I felt safe. I felt welcomed. Mm-hmm. I felt understood. And so, you know, I wanted to continue that on in life. And so, but as God would have it, here I am at a school where I am now the absolute minority. 30,000 students in 1995, and I want to say maybe 5% of them were Black students. Um, And so, you know, it was a culture shock. 
And uh, it was something that I needed to grasp with very quickly. Now, you know, I also come from a very diverse family. You know, I have biracial siblings. And so that helped. But being thrust upon peers that were very different than me, uh, you know, initially I was a little nervous, but then I just kind of found my people and we found our way. So, mm. yeah, uh, plan, you know, I, I won't say Maryland was a plan at all, not a plan B, C, contingency plan, fallback. It just, it was my, what I thought was my only option. So disheartening, I will, I will say, but, you know, God is perfect. And I'll, I'll dive into more of that statement and why I say God is perfect in that regard. Sure. Sure. So how did you navigate um, being on campus or how did you get acclimated um, to the campus once you got there? You said that you found your your space, you found your people. Mm -hmm. How did that come to be? So that was interesting also because I was accepted to the school, I want to say two weeks before school started. Wow. All Yes. (laughs) So there were no dorms available. So I didn't have the traditional, hey, need a, a roommate. I... (laughs) <laughs> I did. This is so crazy. Now that I think about this, you know, those little tear sheets and people will write their numbers and like, yes. them. so I saw an ad posted somewhere and I t- tore a sheet and I contacted this person and I said, I understand you're looking for a roommate. <laughs> so am I. And they said, yep. And so their parents and me and my dad went met these absolute strangers and we entered into a lease agreement together. Oh my God, the trust. Wow. She and I huh. are still friends to this day. And she awesome. was pivotal, pivotal in my career at school and to this day, pivotal. That's I awesome. mean, yes, phenomenal writer. And she's a white woman. And so it, wow. you know, it automatically you know, got me, adjusted me. Sure. No, but talk about purpose, right? Like (laughs) kind of seems random for your only option left was someone who would become so pivotal and so instrumental to who you would become, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, I guess, to your earlier point, you know, Mm -hmm. clearly it was for purpose Mm -hmm. that you ended up on the path that you did. Very cool. Um, So you started University of Maryland as an 18-year-old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you finished University of Maryland at what point? What happened in between starting and finishing? Oh, my God. So much fun <laughs> happened in between. So That's I, awesome. Yes, it is awesome <laughs> in, in a wonderful and, I guess, to some parents, a terrible way. But uh, so in between for my bachelor's degree, and this is a story that I'm very um, open and candid about because... I think that it's important for people to know that everyone's path is not charted the same. So started at 18 years old in 1995. Again, I found my people very quickly, um, very extroverted then, and, you know, had my own apartment. So definitely feeling myself and couldn't quite roll out of bed on time for all my classes. And I want to say year 1.5, I got the letter, hey, you can't come back here because you can't get your life together, a.k.a. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they kicked me out of school. 
So I'm wow. thinking, oh my God, I've met all these amazing people. <laughs> I've gone to all these great parties, but I don't have discipline. And so I said, well, what will I do? So I took a, I took a semester off and I said, my father told me, he was very, very, very upfront about this and he stuck to it. He said, if you do not make it in school, then you have to get a job because I'm not going to pay for school anymore. And I said, oh, oh, gee, Monetti. And so I took that to heart. I got a job and then I enrolled at Morgan State University. I did that oh. for a year and I realized I missed the diversity of thoughts and the diversity of people at the University of Maryland, right? And so I had become accustomed. Interesting. Yes, I had become accustomed to, you know, just hearing different perspectives and, you know, meeting people from very different walks of life than me. And now I felt like I was thrust back into high school. So I was no longer mm. progressing. I felt like I was regressing. And so I, I said, this is not the place for me. So I left Morgan. So that was a year. And then I just took time off. And I probably took a good four years off. And I would take classes here and there. And then I, I had a boss once. And she said to me, this is probably, at this point, six years post being uh, at University of Maryland. And she hired me as a project manager and she said, hey, I want to promote you and I see a lot in you, but you need to finish school. And I said, well, and she was one of those very straight to the point people. I love her. Another white woman, just a yes. true champion for me. And she said, Tara, if you start something, you better finish it. Wow. <laughs> I said, oh, God. Preach. <laughs> in, the, in the name. And I, in that moment, I immediately re-enrolled. I enrolled at uh, Nova, Northern Virginia Community College, took enough classes that I could afford. And then once I was finished with all the classes I could possibly take there, then re-enrolled in the University of Maryland. So uh, nine years later, I got my (laughs) my bachelor's degree in, in 2004. So. That's awesome. Nine years later, you earned your ah, bachelor's degree. Thank you. I uh, yes. yeah, honey. <laughs> and you had some life to go along with it, I I'm did. sure. Too. I did. I um I was by that time I had met and fallen in love with someone, got married. So wow. you know, managed that being a wife and you know, juggling what what that meant, but also I let him know, look, I already had fun coming between me and this degree. Uh, you can't do that either. But he was very supportive. Amazing, amazing, amazing human being. So nine years to earn that degree. Right. So nine years. Mm-hmm. But let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. Do you happen to have any student loans I do from not. your degree? I do not. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I um, I struggled quite a bit. And I, you know, certainly did not live an opulent life at all so because I didn't want to have debt yeah. because I, I I've I've seen what that does to people and just no thank you so I just pay yeah. for it in cash yeah wow wow maybe that's why it took me nine years because I was paying for it in cash <laughs> and you know what and so already so many things stand out to me um in your story and 
One is really powerful. Everyone has their own path. You know, Um, everyone has environments that are ideal for them to Mm -hmm. thrive in. Right. What works for one person will not work for another. Mm -hmm. And I really like how this was very unique to you Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of the environment that you needed to be in to thrive. You know, Mm -hmm. University of Maryland is where you were able to thrive and Mm -hmm. challenge yourself versus like a Morgan State or even who knows the type of environment you would have been at at Howard and how you would have responded to that. Um, And perhaps it's because those environments uh, related to how you grew up and so you were comfortable Mm -hmm. versus University of Maryland threw you out of your comfort zone and you had to challenge yourself a little bit more. but also just this, you paying for college outright. The majority of my guests spoke about the student loan debt that mm-hmm. they are still strapped with. And so for you to have a college degree that took you nine years, but you have no student debt mm-hmm. versus many of us who went to college immediately and it may have taken us four years, it may have taken us six but now 10, 15, some 20 years later, mm. we are still looking at debt. Perfect. And so, yes, nine years, um, but I think that your path was a golden one. And already, <laughs> you know, there are examples of how um, purposeful it seemed to have been. So that's, mm. that's just really awesome. Thank you. So two things just resonated with me as you were saying that taking those nine years to mature helped me also decide what I thought I wanted to do in life. I think it's so unfair that we insist that 18 to 22 year olds identify what they want to do for the rest of their lives. I mean, you're, exactly. you're a zygote. Let's, <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> not a zygote. <laughs> a zygote. And, and, I, and yes. you know, like I thought I wanted to be an OBGYN and was quickly talked out of wow. that. Um, so in those nine years, I was able to really cultivate who I was as a person and, yes. you know, what my true skill sets were and what I was, quite frankly, from a um, strength finder 2.0 perspective, 1.0. <laughs> what am I good at? What am I not so great at? So somebody else can, can focus on that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just made my decision making uh, more clear, if you will. Because I was more mature. Yes. No, that's a that's an excellent point. Excellent point. And so you finally earned the degree, hmm. um, and then you went back and earned a master's degree. I did. And so, what went into your decision to earn a master's degree? Well, I I had my son in. 2008. And so I went back into the workforce and um, I, I will rewind a little bit. Prior to having my son, um, I own an IT consulting company. And um, as I was coming off of, got pregnant, had my son, as I was coming off of maternity leave, the company that I was working for, my client, told me that they were not going to hire me back and full on panic. Now I'm on maternity wow. leave, right? And so I'm like, wow, yes. this is, well, I can't, <laughs> I won't say the words, but anywho, so. <laughs> uh, so that happened. And so I, I prayed and um, I said, God, just 
you know, give me a job that will be great one to please let it be close to childcare for me. And so childcare was my mother-in-law at the time and she's in Washington, DC, in Southeast Washington, DC. I got a job in Southeast Washington, DC for the Department of Transportation. And I said, God, you are something else. You are something else. It's, wow. Yes, I'm telling you. And so I joined a IT consulting firm and they hired me as a management analyst, project manager, essentially for a cybersecurity team. And they, this team, they, they could not deliver their uh, cybersecurity packages one time. So they hired me to organize and keep them on schedule. So I remember about a year into the, no, six months or so into it, I was asking my colleagues who I thought were my friends. And I said, hey, can you teach me what you all are doing? And they said, oh, you got to read this. And they were essentially telling me to read, you know, the, the art of war. I'm like, I'm not. Wow. I don't. <laughs> so no one had a good trajectory for me. And so I remember asking my boss, I said, hey, uh, will you train me? And she said, there's no room on this contract to train. And I said, well, you know, smart. <laughs> like, sure you can. <laughs> and she said, we'll write a training. No, I said, I'll write a training plan. And so she said, um, okay, wrote the training plan, gave it to her. She didn't read it. Then finally she fake read it and said, oh, still can't. And I said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So something my father told me when I was itty bitty. He said, the one thing someone cannot take from you is your education. So I re-enrolled in school and got a master's certificate in information assurance. And in that time, I I also left, right? So I left there as a contractor supporting Department of Transportation. And then three years later, my client contacted me and said, hey, what you doing? I'm going to create a job for you. And I said, wow. Yeah. And so it was back at transportation. So I came back to transportation and that woman who was my boss, I was now her client. So she answered to me. Wow. Right. And so that same. How the tables turned. How they did. They did. Um, I, I exercised Grace and hugged her and told her, thank you yes. for teaching me all the things you did. And I ended up back in school because my my then boss, he said to me, okay, so you're hired now. <laughs> He's the only one who could talk to me like this. He goes, so what are you doing now? Are you going? I said, well, I have this certificate. He was like, so are you going to finish it? And I said, well, I have this master's certificate. He was like, that's not a master's. Stop being a punk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's important to know that I'm the eldest of eight. I have five brothers. <laughs> so... You know, I'm I'm sometimes accustomed to like you know that type of banter, but I needed to hear that, and and it was absolutely it was all within love, and and he said, and just put it in as a training request here. We'll try to sneak it in. Wow! And it wasn't even a sneak. So here I am, and they paid for me to finish my master's degree. I think there was only one class that I had to pay for, but they pay for the master's degree for me. And so, you know, and I was able to, oh, it was beautiful. And I was able to use those first six classes or so to obtain my master's certificate in information assurance to then finish my master's degree. So that took me seven years. 
uh, wow. best seven years because again, it allowed me to cultivate myself and apply what I was learning in school. Exactly. So you got yeah. theory and practice at Absolutely. the same time. That Absolutely. is beautiful. Absolutely. Wow. So lifetime learner for real in real life. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, so you have already shared so much and I feel like I can talk to you about this forever. Um, do you have any specific advice or lessons that you wish you had known or that you'd like to share? Well, one, if you're going to start something, finish it, period. You know, I I tell people my story of the nine years and the seven years, not because it's something that I'm proud of getting kicked out of school, but proud that I step back up and, and jump back in. And, you know, I find that quality very admirable about people also when you can actually show commitment and you can actually follow through. And so, so there's that. And then there is also knowing your voice. If you have the inclination or the intuition or just the interest of a subject matter, follow it. Be true to your own voice and speak emphatically with your voice. There's no need for us to be shy because nine times out of 10, we're asking questions that other people are too shy to ask, right? Absolutely. Or we are afraid to take those steps because we don't want to follow that intuition. Or, you know, we, we say, I'm not interested because I want to be a part of a, um, a popular group. So, you know, following your voice also means don't worry about blending in when you can stand out. Absolutely. Okay, Dr. Seuss, why fit in when you were born to stand out? Yes, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> yes, places. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, that's a really awesome point. And that really is the difference. And it really delineates those who are able to really go to reach their fullest potential. And those who kind of struggle is really just standing firm, you know, and being willing to stand out. Um, so thank you for that. For sure. Oh, and one more piece of advice I I want to add, you know, going back to, you know, knowing your own voice is don't take no for an answer. Had I taken no for an answer from someone who I, you know, was working for who would not train me, I would have just sat in that seat and not charted my path um, using your words. And just taking it. And that, that is something I, I tell people now. I dare you to tell me no, because now my job is to get you to yes. Exactly. No, yeah. that's awesome. That's powerful. Yes. And dare I say that um, it was a gift for them to tell you mm, no. Right. Was. And so sometimes no is the gift that we need to get going. Yep. So yep. that's get awesome. That fire. Yes. And keep it pushing. Um, My final question for you is, do you feel that college was worth it and why? Mm -hmm. College was worth it. College was worth it for a number of reasons. Again, I'll start off with the diversity piece. And this is something that I preach uh, even now in my career. Diversity is so important, you know, um, Having not just diversity of people, but diversity of thoughts. Then also 
going to school um, with my then roommate, Layla. She was an impeccable, still to this day, she is an impeccable writer. And had I not gone to college, I would not have met this woman who honestly taught me how to write. Um, and so that just knowing how to communicate the nonverbals that I was, I grew up with, with the, the verbal and written. So just being able to have that acumen, that is extraordinarily important. Time management, extraordinarily important. I learned that the hard way because again, I was partying and got kicked out because I could not commit to time, right? And then I think the last part is college worth it? Absolutely, 100,000% because you also have a chance to socialize with like-minded people, right? Everybody is definitely there for a reason. Um, and some people have more reasons than others, but uh, it gives you a sense of, you know, educational camaraderie, you know, and so I think you can really find your tribe uh, and carry that through a lifetime. Whereas, you know, when we're in kindergarten, eh, everybody eh. <laughs> got these crayons on deck. <laughs> kindergarten versus college. Yes. Even middle school and high school, you know, just. There, there just are no comparisons to, I think, the lifelong friends and experiences from college as, you know, through your K through 12 education. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, thank you for the advice. Thank you for sharing your story. I think it was really, really rich um, with information, with inspiration, with um just motivation even Um, and so thank you for it all and thank you for joining the show I really appreciate it well thank you for having me I appreciate this thanks for listening to the college playbook with cousin Dami and friends brought to you by first draft an initiative to increase the social capital of black college students if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe share and leave a review for more information visit myfirstdraft.org Oh